Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. We're still in the Book of Acts. There's just so much there. I hope you guys are all grabbing your Bibles and reading through all these stories. And uh, I'm always a little sensitive about this part of Acts because 30 years ago I was preaching through the Book of Acts, preached all the way through the Book of Acts until about this part of the book, and then I. Uh, and he never finished. I never so finished. Y'all need to comment it's that he been needs to finish. 30 that book. years, and I still hear. <laughs> You didn't finish the you book of Acts. <laughs> and we need him to finish the book of Acts. There's I preached a whole year in on this book. But it doesn't matter. He didn't but finish didn't the book. Finish it, no. didn't finish the book. Okay, so in chapter 27, um, there's a shipwreck. And I don't want to go into too many details because I hope you'll go grab your Bible and read all the details. But in chapter 27, they're in a shipwreck. And it's been really rough. Um, in fact, again, go read it for yourself, because I'm going to jump in at verse 30. And, and Mark's going to fill in a couple of blanks that happened before this. But let's just read this short passage in verse 30. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship. But Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, You will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. Now, what captivated me here is if you're on a ship that's been shipwrecked, the one thing that you really want to utilize is the lifeboat because that's going to get you to safety. That's your one chance to get to safety. And yet Paul's saying, you need to not go in the lifeboat. You need to stay on the ship because God has said, if you'll stay here, this is where you're going to live. And that's so counterintuitive. Well, let's just start with that part because what's really intriguing to me about this story, and it's always been intriguing to me, is that Paul is a prisoner. I mean, he, he's on this ship, uh, he's being guarded, and he ultimately is going to go to Rome where he's going to stand trial. And yet, the irony is that in the midst of this shipwreck, it is like Paul is beginning to give instructions to the, to the rest of the ship and to the captain and everybody else because he's listening to God. And there are so many things that jump off the page to me, but there, first of all, Anybody who's listening to God, you don't have to be in power, but you're a blessing to everybody around you. Mm -hmm. If you are following God's plan, you are always going to have a word of help for the people around you. That's one thing that I love here. And again, like Mary Alice said, if you read this story, you'll see that Paul is typically the last man who would get listened to on the ship. Well, yeah. and typically if there was a shipwreck, and if you'll read this in the story, normally the people that were in charge of all the prisoners are supposed to kill them. Yeah. But they didn't. Well, and, and now they've been in this storm for so long mm -hmm. that the, the sailors have really lost hope. And it's in this moment that God shows up and, and speaks to Paul and tells him the plan. And the plan is this. Stay in the ship. Stay in the ship. Ultimately, yeah. the ship will run aground on an island, but stay in the ship. And so Paul has to say to the people, if you don't stay in the ship, you won't live. You, you, you won't live. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the point that you've been talking to me about. And you said, if God tells you to stay in the ship, it's safe to cut the lifeboats. Yes. To do what seems like the most obvious thing, but it isn't what God has instructed us to do. You know, because mm -hmm. the world says you need to do X, Y, Z. And sometimes we just have to go against it and say, but God said to do it this way. This is this is what God has instructed us to do and how we should live and, and how we should conduct our life. The instructions that God gives us uh, can seem counterintuitive, mm -hmm. but it's it's going to be for our benefit to uh, go against that culture. Well, not to make this personal, but we just could go back to the decisions that we've made in our lives. You know, last Friday you celebrated a birthday. 
-hmm. and uh, we've been celebrating birthdays together for 50 years. A long time, yes. <laughs> and going back to even those first decisions, if you look back on our life, practically every major decision we've made, the culture would have counseled us against it. I mean, I remember <laughs> when I was uh, in high school, I think I shared this at, in Leading the Way, uh, I had a American history teacher that thought I was going to be famous, you know, mm -hmm. and and I remember going to tell him that I had given my life to the ministry, and I was kind of expecting him to congratulate me. And I remember he said, that's too bad, Mark, you could have been somebody yeah. important. And yet you stayed in the ministry when it was it would have been so easy to step aside, to come out from under the pressures and the stresses of the ministry and do something that was lucrative. You were offered well, managers. And, yeah, well, I remember when oh I was 20 goodness. years old. I mean, I was working for Coca-Cola, and I had a great job. I made, I made more money than I would make again for, the, what, the next 10 years? And I remember that uh, when I With went benefits. in, when I went in to talk to the guy who was my was my manager, he said, "If you will stay with me in five years, we'll both be in Atlanta." I would. I looked him up a short time ago. He became COO of Coca Cola, and he you know, went to Atlanta. And he, yeah, he, went, yeah. to Atlanta. he went to Atlanta, <laughs> and he just said, "Look," he said, "I think, you know," but I remember I had to tell him that God had called me, and a church had called me. That was right, right, right. The time that you and I got married, I think my mm -hmm. income um, dropped by about seventy percent. Mm -hmm. But you know, you cut the lifeboat. If God has told you to do something, you cut the lifeboat. Well, I remember a time when we were in a really stressful time in the ministry. I think it was during the transition. I was trying to remember the the time frame, but it was a very stressful time. And that's when a friend came to you and offered you an extraordinary salary. And uh, in a major corporation here in town. And I remember you came home that day and it was such a discouraging time in a lot of ways. And I, I think I said to you, boy, Satan's really pulling out exactly, the big That's exactly what you said to me. But I'm so proud of you for staying in there. Well, uh, and you too, because the thing of it is, there've been so many times we've just had to say, okay, if God is in this, then God is not in the opposite. Even if the culture said, this is what you should think about doing. And, and I'm not saying that anybody should go out and do something crazy. I mean, you do need to know that God is leading you with, without a doubt. Um, it's not something that you go in your feelings, but that's what Paul was saying to them. You know, to these mariners, it made all the sense in the world if they were in a storm and they were getting close to land, get in the lifeboat and, and, and trust the lifeboat. But God had already said, stay in the ship. You're going to run aground on an island. Everything is going to be okay. And if you do this, everybody will survive. So the safest place to be is in God's will. Whether that's in a wrecked ship and letting the lifeboat go or, um, you know, in Kansas when all of your family's in Texas. I'm just saying <laughs> the safest place to be, the, the most satisfying place to be is in God's will. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not about money. It's not about fame. It's about serving the Lord where he puts you. And um, anyway, so sometimes you have to cut the ropes to yeah. the things that look obvious and stay the course and obey God and stay with God's plan and He's going to bless you for that. Those are the things that last too. Yes. I'm aware of the fact the only person whose name we know on the ship is Paul. Right. You but know? all the people did live. But they all lived. Just as God yeah. promised, they all and, lived. And, and I, maybe it's a good place for us to end where, where I started talking today. If you are a child of God in the will of God, you are a blessing to all the people around you, even if they don't know it, mm -hmm. <laughs> even if they think you're the problem because you're a Christian. You're a blessing to those people. For one thing, God's umbrella of blessing is over you, and if they're around you, then they can benefit from that too. But you will always have that word of wisdom to share 
-hmm. at a critical moment. And they did listen. And they did listen. Mm -hmm. That's right. They sure did. Yeah. Well, on that note, Mark, would you lead us in prayer this morning? Father, we know that in our lives, many times we're just going to be guided by general wisdom, common sense. But Lord, there are times when you call us according to your will and your word to think counterintuitively. And we do it not because we're rebelling against common sense. We do it because you have called us and you have showed us through your word and through your Holy Spirit that it's the course of action to take. And I pray for our Noah's window audience today who are watching and listening. Um, Lord, I pray for that person who is doing something really difficult because she knows you have called her to do it. You have told her in your word to do it. And others think she's crazy, but she's cut the lifeboats that others depend on. I pray that you'll give her the same comfort that the Holy Spirit gave Paul in reassuring that it's going to be okay. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this Tuesday morning. We'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. That's right. We'll see you soon. God bless.